0: When we see that the first and most foundational book of the Bible can be trusted in all matters, including science, it builds confidence in the rest of the inspired word all the way to revelation. I'm Frank Sherwin, zoologist and research associate with the Institute for Creation Research. Join me for today's show of Science, Scripture, and Salvation. Many people have questions about those thunder lizards that we call dinosaurs. Certainly, nobody enjoys dinosaurs more than the creation scientist who likes to call dinosaurs those missionary lizards. Well, the first question we want to ask is, what about the origin of dinosaurs? Where did they come from? When you go to the zoology textbooks, and of course, zoology is the study of animals, we find Miller and Harley, two secular evolutionary zoologists, stating in 2013 that those who study animals do not know what animals were the first vertebrates. So, the evolutionist doesn't even know what the first vertebrates were. And dinosaurs, of course, were vertebrates, animals with a backbone. In 1859, Darwin published his infamous On the Origin of Species. But one thing he never talked about was the origin of the species. Donahue said in Nature Magazine, Volume 445, The origin of animals is almost as much a mystery as the origin of life itself. Well, certainly this would include the dinosaurs. Then Barbara Stahl, an evolutionist, writing in her 1974 book, said, Those who study fossils have virtually no clues to the origin of the ornithsician, that is, the bird-hip dinosaurs. She said they appear in the fossil record in increasing numbers after the middle of the Jurassic period, already structurally distinct. So what we find is that when you dig down into the fossil record, you find that, well, dinosaurs have always been dinosaurs the first time that you find them, or as Dr. Stahl says, they're found already structurally distinct. Certainly, the evolutionists don't know the origin of the dinosaurs, but the creationists do. The creationists understand that God created dinosaurs as dinosaurs just thousands of years ago. In 2014, an evolutionist named Erickson said, despite nearly two centuries of investigation, a comprehensive understanding of dinosaur biology has proven intractable, end quote. While there is certainly a lot of excellent fossil evidence of dinosaurs, Based on the many thousands of nearly complete skeletons, plus multi-thousands of partially complete skeletons, around 400 to 700 different dinosaur species have been identified, according to evolutionist Noviak in 2006. So, good fossil evidence for dinosaur evolution should have been uncovered by now. But again, according to the fossil record, dinosaurs have always been dinosaurs. And we read about this in the book of beginnings, the book of Genesis, specifically Genesis chapter one, where 10 times God has told us that he has created after their kind, 10 times in a single chapter. You would think that perhaps God is wanting us to understand very clearly that evolution was not involved and that he created after their kind. So there's much variation possible within the created kind from people to dinosaurs, to plants. But one kind has never been shown in the fossil record to become another kind. This includes, again, dinosaurs, dogs, people, everything. Well, on what day were dinosaurs created? When we look to Scripture, we find in Genesis chapter 1, and verse 25, "...and God made the beasts of the earth after his kind, the cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and God saw that it was good." We go on to read that God created dinosaurs and people on day six. And certainly God created a wide variety of different kinds of dinosaurs, such as Argentinian 100 tons and 115 foot long. Then there are other dinosaur portions that have been found, and evolutionists speculate some were incredibly big. They've given names like Ultrasaurus to some of them. But there were also small dinosaurs, Lethysosaurus about the size of a dog, and Comsognathus about the size of a chicken. So, yes, dinosaurs got to be very big, but they were also on the small size as well. Well, what kind of plants did dinosaurs stomp around on? The answer might surprise you. They wandered around some very familiar plants, such as oak, orchid, willow, magnolia, six different kinds of grasses, including rice sassafras, palms, and other such very common flowering plants. We also find dinosaur-age spiders as an example. It said in April of 2011 in biology letters, quote, This 165-million-year-old arachnid, that is a spider, is the oldest known species of the largest web-weaving spiders alive today, end quote. So as well as dinosaurs, we find varieties of plants, we find varieties of other animals as well. One kind has always remained that particular kind as God intended just thousands of years ago. Let's take a short break. I'll continue on this topic when we come back. From sharks to butterflies, bats to orangutans, we can't help but marvel at the stunning and amusing creatures God has made. If you and your kids enjoy learning about animals, then you'll love our book Guide to Animals with its beautiful, full-color images and fascinating facts. Published by the Institute for Creation Research, Guide to Animals provides answers to many popular questions about the animal kingdom. How do chameleons change colors? How do jellyfish live without a brain? And what happened to the dinosaurs and other extinct animals? Guide to Animals shows how everything that can slither, crawl, soar, or swim displays the handiwork of God. Order your copy of Guide to Animals from the Institute for Creation Research by calling 800-628-7640 or visiting icr.org. That's 800-628-7640 or visiting icr.org. As we continue talking about dinosaurs, we find that, well, biblical creationists believe that all animals were vegetarian before the fall. This might seem very strange in the 21st century, but we're finding more evidence that animals can survive on just a fruit and vegetable diet. Zoologists were not aware that crocodiles, for example, routinely eat vegetation, including fruit, not just because meat might be scarce at times, but because they actually enjoy it. Studies of their droppings reveal seeds, grasses and fruits. Well what about tooth evolution, especially in regard to the dinosaurs? Peter Ungar, writing in 2010 in one of his books, said, quote, "The details of when, where, why and how teeth first appeared still elude consensus end quote." So according to the fossil record, teeth have always been teeth. And again, this is certainly true when it comes to the dinosaurs. We find the imprints of dinosaur skin being well-preserved, indicating a rapid burial and preservation process, such as what we might find in a huge flood. For example, in November of 2013, a news story states, in regard to what was discovered in the fossil record, the toddler was just three years old and five foot long when it wandered into a river near Alberta, Canada, and drowned about 70 million years ago. The beast was so well preserved that some of its skin left impressions in the nearby rock. End quote. Another story is quite amazing. A mummified, not a fossilized, hadrosaur called Leonardo was examined by the Discovery Channel in a special in September of 2008. It was composed of whole tissues. Indeed, the whole body was still intact, making it, quote, unquestionably one of the most unexpected and important dinosaur discoveries of all time, end quote. And by now, most everyone has read about the numerous discoveries of nothing less than soft dinosaur tissue. In an article in Science Magazine, Volume 307, we read about Tyrannosaurus Rex soft tissue raises tantalizing prospects, according to one evolutionist. Physical chemists have shown that what we call beta-pleated collagen, this is a kind of tissue found in blood vessels, cannot last longer than 10,000 years. And yet some of the soft tissue being found regularly now is at least 65 to 80 million years old. But this quote says you can't have beta-pleated collagen in vessels lasting longer than just a mere 10,000 years. There's also been found Massasaur soft tissue. In May 2011, original collagen that is a kind of a glue that holds the tissues together in every animal that we study, was found in a mosasaur fossil. Mosasaurs were marine reptiles that lived in the age of dinosaurs. This one, found in chalk layers in Belgium, is alleged to be 70 million years old. But why was there no decay for that long? What about simple degradation for 70 million years by microbes, that is bacterial degeneration? long before the strata was uplifted into dry chalk inland there in Belgium. Why must we be forced to fit the bones into millions and millions of years of unobserved evolution? So how long ago did dinosaurs live? We as creation scientists maintain that dinosaurs got on the ark about 4,355 years ago. Post-flood conditions probably killed off many creatures, including most dinosaurs. A few rare dinosaur species may have lasted into the Middle Ages. Why else would the British, the Chinese, and 200 other cultures have such detailed stories about dragons? The World Book Encyclopedia 1973 said, and I quote, "...the dragons of legend are strangely like actual creatures that lived in the past." They are much like the great reptiles which inhabited the earth long before man is supposed to have appeared on earth. Dragons were generally evil and destructive, and every country had them in its mythology, Dragon quote. fits with what the Bible says about the coexistence at one time of men and great beasts that we today call dinosaurs. The Norsemen or Vikings regularly carved dragon heads into the bows of their boats. England and several other cultures retain the story of St. George who slew a dragon that lived in the cave. So when you read the scripture and you look at the fossil evidence, you're finding that the fossils and what the Bible say go completely together, hand in hand. You can trust the Bible for the origin and the demise of the dinosaurs. Thank you for joining us on Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a radio ministry of the Institute for Creation Research. That's all the time we have for our program today, but we would love to connect with you through our website at icr.org. For over 45 years, ICR has equipped believers with evidence of the Bible's accuracy and authority by showing how science supports the Genesis creation account. Our scientists research the evidence for creation and communicate their findings through books, articles, DVD series, and conferences. Please visit our website at icr.org for more information about the latest scientific discoveries, to subscribe to our free magazine and devotional, and to locate our next creation conference at a venue near you. All of this and more at icr.org. If you've enjoyed this podcast, subscribe to Science, Scripture, and Salvation on iTunes. Also, do us a favor and rate and review the show so that more listeners can find us. Thanks for listening, and God bless.